G'day and welcome to Being Fronters. I'm Execute. Today I'm joined by Algrid. How you doing, buddy? And the voice in the void. His badges, because uh, he, he turned up late. Everybody. Hello. Yeah. He's actually on his lunch break, so we're going to be quick. That's right. <laughs> That's it. Ow, so, no waffling. Right. So, okay. so, so, <laughs> so, so uh, what we wanted to do today, and this actually was kind of an idea Paul had, because we haven't talked about some of the ship's in a while we thought we'd go back over the crucible now it's on the roadmap um and see if we've got some realistic expectations for what the crucible is going to be obviously we've got a lot more um anvil ships coming down the pipe and mm. and, and and just see where it where it's going to go so i i i don't know like i, I kind of want to go back at the ship scrutiny that we did i did i deliberately didn't look at it before we did this uh yeah. but kind of want to look at what we're gonna think it's going to turn out to be um and we've had a discussion me and Agrid, i reckon me and Agrid have been to about two hours now right so um yeah that'd be close yeah, yeah, close I think to it that. started about 7.30, so yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'll flick it over and we'll go through it. Uh, so we're on the... So, so this is all, all all what we were using to talk about this. So um, I think I'll start with the Crucible itself, Algrid. And so what we're kind of expecting is using the, um, the metrics of... We know that the Odyssey is getting a small hangout, much as the Polaris... We are kind of expecting that the crucible will be brought up to that matrix or the metric. The rather. metric. Metric, sorry. I'm getting tired. You can tell. Um, and so basically they, they will be able to fit. Uh, now, what did you say badges you found from the Q&A? What was that? Uh, all fighters? All yeah, so there's a line in the Q&A, bearing in mind this goes back to about 2015. So it's not a recent one, um, but there's a line uh, where it says about what's going to fit in the hangar. Um, and what they said was, and this is word for word, part of the in-world design spec was that it needed to handle all of the military single-seaters, with a particular focus on the anvil designs. As a result, you can be sure it will hold the Hornet and Gladiator. Hmm. And so now, back at that time, they were basically the, the two anvil ships that we had. Yeah. So, in, you can, um, so you can see the ship selection we've got in here, and so that's obviously why the F-8 is there. The other one is technically the biggest fighter we have, I got you, unless we've stuffed this up, but the, the Ares. So that's why they're all there. The Legionnaire is technically now technically the largest small ship that fits on a small uh, a small pad or in a small hangar, so to speak, um, and obviously the original Hornet. Uh, after playing around in the Matrix of Lies today, I don't think the Freelancer fits anymore. Um, and the other one that you can chuck in that same basket because it's very similar is the Cutlers. Um, mm -hmm. So, Although the Matrix of Lies, sorry, not the Matrix of Lies, that same Q&A did say that you could get the Cutlass in or land, but not have the Scarab closed, so. Yeah, so it, it's really, yeah, um, yeah it's, quite, it's quite difficult um, to, to, to kind of call. My, my expectation is, is that it's some form of similarity to, to the um, Odyssey hangar or the Polaris hangar. Mm. Um, where they may just make it that if it's open, like maybe it's half a hangar high or something. So basically, if the ship's too tall, it, it just it just sits and the lid doesn't close or whatever. Um, <clears throat> I guess I'll I'll put that off to you, Algrid and um, Badges. What, yep. what, what, what what's your expectations in 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 just the hangar part before we move on? Go for it, Badges. Um, I mean, so this is one of my first real in-depth looks at the Crucibles, so I'm going to come at this from the layman's uh, perspective, so more than happy to be corrected, but what you would expect 
from from or what I would expect from my point of view is um it's kind of a little bit like the refueling debate refueling by hand and you know versus having uh, a, a carrier where all the refueling is far more automated and smooth you're going to have access quick access to components you're going to have quick access to tools you're going to expect that you can have you know even with heavy components that we're not going to be able to lift out by hand that we're not going to be able to lift out with a multi-tool towing device you would expect hopefully to have all those sorts of things there so whether that's you know, a small little tractor device that they can use inside that can handle that sort of weight. Mm. Or even, you know, and I'm thinking back to kind of the, na- the way Navy ships do it, little mechanical handlers, like mini forklift things um, that you can come in and, and push stuff around with, with yeah. minimum of fuss. So, so someone gets it out, puts it on the deck, and this thing almost picks it up and moves it around. So uh, because you mean like drones? Certainly like drones, but but just in terms of like, you know, if you're changing out a major component, let's say you're changing out a shield generator on something a bit bigger um, or, you know, an engine, um, that might not necessarily be something that you can pick up easy enough. Yeah, I know I'm cutting off, but like, I just kind of want to point out, see how it's kind of got like this, that appears to be the hanger bit here. I think what you're talking about here is probably like a work area, and that's probably realistically what yeah. this part of the bottom is. Yeah. Um, but but you've also got to think of all the ham- hangar aspects as well. So you, like like all the things that you have in a regular hangar, like um, you know the, the cargo stuff and, and and the refueling and the resupply. I still think a lot of that will be around the edges and stuff as yeah. well. Um, yeah, Agri, yes, your take. Uh, yeah, I, I see what uh, Badgers is saying, and I and I think he's right, although. If you think of it in terms of uh, the small single-seat fighters, mm. they've got the components which we can actually manhandle, you know, supposedly mm-hmm. manhandle. They're the, they're the size one type components. It's only when we get to the bigger ones where we'd need to have the scarab open, where we've got those components which are going to be too big to, to manhandle. So, mm. um, yeah, slightly different uh, situation there. But definitely I'd, I'd expect to see that. Um, I still like the I, I like the idea of it being able to take all the military single seat fighters, and as you said, the BF eight is uh, we think the largest single seat fighter there. We do have the. It's sorry, I got I got to correct you. It, the Ares would be the biggest. Yeah, it's definitely but, the but it's definitely the biggest anvil. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So and I was going to, I was actually going to say with sorry. with the Ares being bigger, but it's Crusader, and the the design brief was specifically. With a focus on anvil ships because it's anvil. Um, so whether the whether they make the areas be able to fit would be another thing. If they don't, it still fits with the law based on that original design doc. Yeah, I think I think at the end of the day, I, I kind of wonder how much it matters because again, mm. you that obviously gives a weakness to the areas, right? So it can't yeah. be carried. So therefore, it it has to like the crucible has to kind of repair it and then it has to kind of make its own way home. So that makes the, puts the areas in a very unique spot. And I think that's interesting because of the benefits it has. So it get, you know, gains at one area, loses in another is, is always a thing I've talked about. So um, yeah, it could be really interesting. I, I, I'm just really interested to find where, where it lands uh, because it, it, that that's going to really sh- like affect some ships quite a lot. To be honest, like, uh, like, 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 like the line where this lands, it, it's really gonna 
separate fighters from non-fighters and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm just curious. Um, the other, question, the other question I'd have, because they do say you could land a, a cutlass on there, but not have the... The, the door's the closed. Scarab closed. Mm -hmm. If there was a cutlass landed on there, would you still be able to hyper jump like just like if it's landed on a pad? Mm -hmm. I assume based on what, and this could be making an ass out of you and me, mm. but it, based on what the Liberator does, if a scarab's open, it's just like a Liberator pad. And yep. Because you can jump with a Liberator, you know, with a Liberator, I'd expect you could jump. Well, the, well that's the other thing. Crucible. They don't talk about can you jump with it open or closed. You see, mm. so, so, so that's a defining thing. So if it, 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 does that, 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 that again is another thing where it falls. Because like if it, it, if it can sit, but it can't warp, you know, and so so that yeah. means the cutlass and the freelancer could probably land in this and be repaired, but they because the cutlass and freelancer there's not much difference. I think it's like half a meter difference between the two. Yeah. Um, if they can land and be repaired, that's great. But if they can't warp because the lid can't close, there is a defining factor. And, and the other thing I'll chuck out there, right, is the Legionnaire. Now, technically, that's the largest ship that can land on a small pad. It's actually taller than both of them. So that also means the Legionnaires get thrown out as well. So I, I'm interested to know if they, this is what I mean. Like if they make it some kind of weird half hanger thing and it's not a height thing, or do they eventually just go, right, it's a full hanger, small metric, bang, you know, and then it, that puts in the same vein as like the Polaris and, and, and the Odyssey. I, I'm interested to see where it's going to land. Yeah. And, and, and it really is going to define, I think it's going to really like, it, it, because this is the repair ship, like, it makes me wonder, is there, like, how do I put this? So the ship that's technically a medium repair ship, that, that's kind of, like, because I start to think of things as something like an SRV. So, so, it, so it's, because this has got a tractor beam as well, by the way. I want to point that out. So even it, it basically means you'd have to leave the scarab behind to pull a cutlass back with you type of mm. thing. Well, you'll remember that one of the earliest um, design briefs for this was that it was the tugboat. So the tugboat version would have had extra... Uh, additional tractor beams added as a mm. as an option, yeah. and mm. I think we said at the time when the SRV came out that we actually thought that was a, a branch off from the yeah. the crucible. We did. Um, mm. So, um, yeah. Something you might notice there, I can't control it spinning, obviously, but take note when this circular the circular thing comes around, the number of decks because it appears to me to have three deck or at least two. Is that one, two, yeah, underneath? One, two, three. So this yeah, is actually over bridge, so. yeah, quite a tall ship. Um, you know, and again, if you go back and look at something like the Liberator, so I'll just go back and look at the Liberator. This thing pretty much dwarfs um, the Crucible at the moment. Um, so, so, so I should probably actually talk about where we think size-wise this is going to land. Um, and I think that this is a part of it. So, the, you know, three decks. This has got two decks technically, but it's... Um, there's a big disparity between yeah. them. So uh, there's a lot of gaps in the ship. So I'd say this is more like a four or five deck uh, ship, but it's got a couple of decks cut out. Yeah. Um, the um, So the concept images, bearing in mind these are mm. old, 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 um, has it as four decks. So you level one being the bridge. Sorry. Uh, level so, two, the Are you talking Liberator or talking Crucible? Just He's so. talking uh, Crucible. Uh, Roger. Sorry for the Crucible. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so we have level one being the bridge, the large rotating restaurant-like thing. Um, level two is the living area. Level three is engineering. And deck, just use deck, C-O-G, damn it. Uh, deck four is loading and storage. Mm. 
Um, so that is the most up to date, I think, plan that we have. I think the yeah. other thing Aragon and I talked about too is if you actually take this scarab out, it's actually quite a small ship. Like yeah. it, it's kind of like like so. This is the core part of the ship just here, and these are just like mangly little arms. So mm -hmm. yeah, you can you can kind of see the core parts of it. It, it it's not the biggest ship ever. Um, but when I and, and that was where when I looked at the when when we were putting him up and I looked at the, the liberator, I thought mm -hmm. you know I could see them very easily taking that at least outside shape of the liberator and kind of yeah. using a similar type of metric yeah. um, for, so, for the shape. So I think and I'll, leaving. I think I'll talk so, yeah. here about where what we were talking about before, Agrid. So if I actually kind of move something, oh, it's going to be difficult. It's being very difficult. And there goes my camera. It all happens at once here. Um, yeah, so basically <laughs> using, using this uh, Odyssey over here, so I'm going to bring the Odyssey in. You can kind of see where the 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 hangar stops and starts here. You can see these two little dots here on each side. And if I try and line those bottom ones up roughly, you can kind of see that it literally this hangar is almost the current length of the the actual whole crucible. But this is actually the ramp. Mm. Uh, so ba so basically, kind of looking where this needs to go. Plus, you add the ramp. This thing goes out to about here. Now, knowing that this is about 120 meters, this puts this, and this is currently 90, roughly around about 105 meters. Bing, rough, rough, you know. So that looks like roughly at minimum how much it needs to grow. Mm. Um, but that also means all this internal stuff will grow as well, because as we said, the scarab makes up most of the ship. So this this actual ship part, I wouldn't say it's going to double, but I'd say it's mm. probably going to grow by 50%. Or, 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 or maybe a bit less, uh, which is good. Um, but also, they could also just make it smaller and obviously make the arms bigger. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on that? What do you, what do you think is uh, what they're going to do with the actual uh, body part of the actual ship is in scale? And, and do you think it will be roughly about 105 metres? I, I was thinking that when you consider that currently the Matrix of Lies has the crucible listed at 90 metres, and the uh, Liberator listed at 119, but it doesn't seem to be 29 metres of difference in mm. space there, it seems. The Crucible seems too small compared to the mm. compared to the um, Liberator. Now that just might be, I'm a dodgy old fellow and I can't, you know, can't get my perspective right. I, I, um, I, and I think at the time I said to you, you've got to realise though the Liberator is literally two pads long and a yeah. snub. So, yeah, I... It is a tough one because you you are yeah. you are ballparking it and you're you're taking old models and trying to guess them the new ones. But Badges, yeah. give, me, give me your take there, man. Yeah, I, I mean this is kind of my my impression for most ships, but I think it's going to get bigger. I just hope they keep the proportions because as it is, it's a very interesting looking ship. It it doesn't look like it suffers from any like you know weird bulges. It's not a fatty like the Carrack became. Um, you know, and I speak with authority on fatties. Um, so yeah, it's it's nice to kind of see it, uh, it as it is. It would just nice to see the whole thing grow in proportion if it needs to. Uh, and I think that side by side that you did with the Odyssey mm -hmm. and that standard metric hanger is quite telling, actually. Um, I could see that scarab hanger purport, uh, uh, portion growing to be the size of that hanger. Yeah. Uh, and then hopefully the rest of the 
um, Crucible will just grow with it rather than it just being this ridiculous protrusion out of the front of it. Well, that that would be the worst case scenario, I guess, because if mm -hmm. they if they do make this a full size hanger, this scarab, obviously the height's got to increase. Because one of the things you'll notice about if I go back to the Odyssey here, and I'm going to go side on here, it's quite tall. Mm. Like it's that, a very that, deep hanger. Yeah, it's a like it, it like that would make the crucible like twice as high. The scarab, would yeah, be twice as high. And, so that's why I'm. Thinking, and I think you know. I think that's why they're going to like a half a hanger thing. Yeah, and, and I think why this is why it kind of goes to that whole sometimes the wording used isn't the clearest by CIG. Mm. Um, you know, because what does military single seat mean? Are we talking military with only a single seat? Are we talking military single seat fighters? Are we talking anything that can be operated as a single seat? Mm. Um, you know, because like you said, you know, in theory, the Legionnaire could be operated as a single seat, so does that mean the Legionnaire has to fit? Um, um, I, mean, I, I just need yeah. to remember this, but I do know this thing has engines that move left and right, but they put yeah. it on another ship recently. What was the other ship that they put the engines on that could articulate backwards and forwards to strip it weight? It's in the last year. I, I, I was totally brain farted. Was it the raft? Might have been the raft. Yeah, I think it was mm -hmm. the raft. Yeah, it was but the You raft. can actually see the rails mm. on this diagram but where, where the, the engines go mm. uh, up and down. And I remember when we did the uh, ship scrutiny, when the engines are in that position, from the inside of a ship, you could actually open a hatch and access the engines from inside the ship, which was quite um, freaky and, and cool. Well, that's cu they're currently in the VTOL position too, so mm. that, that that's very telling. Mm -hmm. This this ship was actually designed go to go down to planet too, and I, I you know, if it grow grows yeah. as big as we've talked about, maybe maybe that's what will happen. Maybe this will become the capital, and maybe it doesn't go down to planet. You know, maybe there's another repair ship that comes along, and it specifically well. You know, maybe, you know, it, it still can go down to planet, but it's like a reclaimer. It takes 10 minutes to get out of the atmosphere, you know? Um, so, so you're far more likely to take one that's a bit smaller. Um, and vehicles weren't a thing back then, you know? So, you know, it, 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 it more and, of a garage. Type and of yet, even at that time, Chris Roberts did even talk about the crucible landing and being able to, you know, load and offload vehicles. So even yeah. though vehicles weren't there, it was, it was one of those things they were talking about. Um, so I would still expect the Crucible to be able to land. It might take forever. Mm. Um, and it's a brick, so it's, it's going to fly like a brick or fall like a brick. And I imagine that I imagine a ramp would open and you would able to put the vehicles in. And based on the size of that hangar, you're probably, you know, and the height of it, you could be looking at two or three tanks or other vehicles as well. So mm. I expect it could probably do as many tanks as, say, a Liberator. I but, you, but you couldn't do ships and tanks like I, the Liberator can. I actually that fully expect sense. them to put restrictions on it, like where it can't yep. take a certain mass. Like if the mass gets too big, it can't carry the Scarab. Uh, yep. Similar to armor and stuff. I actually think that'll be the, the way they balance it. So they make it so mm -hmm. it can go down to a planet, can repair whatever the hell it wants, but it, it would struggle massively to bring them back up. I, I, of course, the exception to that is if, say, you get an SRV to help pull it up. Um, yeah, you know, and and I'm going to be honest. I think this and an SRV will be working in combat quite a lot uh, on the ground. So uh, I don't know. But did you tell me you're you're the military guy between us three? So do do you see that this is a, a thing that will be on the back line, uh, doing vehicles and stuff, or where do you think its place is going to be in, in the I, military? <laughs> yeah, I, I I think 
likely with the fleet. I think the, the Vulcan makes a lot more sense um, down on the ground, um, you know, because a, it's, it's movable. Um, you know, this relies a lot in things being brought to it, potentially, uh, especially within a risk scenario, because you don't want to, you know, you don't want to advertise that it's there because taking this out is a serious dent in your, um, you know, in your capability. So from a military perspective, having the Vulcan that can move, that can deploy the drones at range, although this also has drones, mm-hmm. um, you know, to get the Vulcan out the way, you just tell it to move, whereas the Crucible might be in the middle of loading, unloading. You know, if you're taking something that's heavily damaged and putting it onto this, it might not be just a case of, well, just fly that out the way because half its thrusters are trashed. Um, you know, this is going to be a lot slower, I think, to reposition. So probably with the fleet, um, you could certainly see it landed as part of a larger scale ground operation. Um, but I my like preference the, um... for the Vulcan kind of in the machine pool section at the back where you're, you're repairing your, your, your vehicles and not yeah, doing I, repairs, but... Absolutely. And certainly, you know, when people are building bases and their base doesn't yet have the ability to repair because, you know, your priority is going to be getting some accommodation in so people can log in and log out and, you know, assisting with the base building becomes much easier. As a stopgap, especially when there's no threat, this is going to be perfect. Mm. Yep. Um, the fact that it's an, an eight-person, up to eight people, crew-wise, it's got it's going going to have crew spaces for eight, and the scarab yes. can be detached, so you could actually drop the scarab off and move elsewhere if you need. So, can I cause just quickly ask this, like as a layperson from a military perspective? <clears throat> so, instead of kind of repairing the vehicles to go back into fight, which is what this would do, the Vulcan kind of just mm. gets them running so they can get out of the fight? Is that is it kind of... So, so So I'm trying to look at it as in the Vulcan kind of just gets them going so they can get out and maybe come back and be repaired by this after the battle? Yeah, you, so it's more about you, saving them with the Vulcan? Is that kind of what it is? Just yeah, to... because it, I, cause you, your Vulcan also runs up multi-roll, doesn't it? So mm-hmm. your Vulcan has rear, sorry, repair, rearm, refuel. Yep. So it being multi-role helps it a lot in being the vehicle that you want there because it does all three. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, the Vulcan would, in effect, give stuff that was damaged uh, enough of a kind of patch-up to get them back to the fleet in orbit or, you know, um, at least to a, a designated sort of safe area where they can spend longer patching them up. Um, you know, that sort of dedicated repair facility would be much more in the realms of, as Algrid said, you know, where you've got some sort of established FOB, in effect, forward operating base. You know, you land um, a Carrick or an Idris or a Kraken as a base of operations, you may well then put the Crucible there with it as well to assist with the repair. Um, because it means that, you know, you keep the Kraken free um for its pads to rearm and get stuff out again operationally you're not going okay we try we've trashed this we'll land it on the pad and if it's really trashed and we can't repair it we're gonna have to wait until you know or nudge it off the platform to get something out of the way you know to get that pad back in use yeah Hopefully that answers the question. <laughs> no, 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 it does. Um, and, and I, and I, think... I think it makes it very clear that there is still room for something in the middle between the two. Well, I, I think the, yeah. the one in the middle between those it becomes the SRV in terms of it's not a, it's not repairing, but it's actually the recovery vehicle, literally the 
yeah, recovery yeah. vehicle that's pulling yeah. the big issues mm-hmm. out. To but, yeah. but but I actually, I, I mean like a like a yeah. like the garage thing. I I think there really is a room for like so. So the way I'd put it is, you wouldn't have this in the battle. You'd have the Vulcan and whatever it is. So it's at the back yeah. specifically for ground vehicles to repair them in a battle because it's smaller. Um, kind of what 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 uh, you you were describing, Badges, is this is just too big. To manu- like, you can do everything. Like, like it can technically mm-hmm. be done, but if you get if the shit hits the fan, this isn't going to get out of the way before it dies because it's just too big to to move. Mm-hmm. It would have, it would have to yes. dump the scarab and just go type of thing. Yes, it, it, it's that it's that constant trade off of the better something is at doing something, the the um the less it is at doing other things, and also yeah. well, the more involved that procedure becomes. So. You know, with this, you're talking potentially for heavily damaged fighters. I think in the Q&A, they actually talked about the repair time at the moment, mm. back in 2015, for a heavily damaged Hornet being about 15 minutes to get it back and, and repaired. Mm. Um, you know, that heavily damaged Hornet, like you say, may need an SRV to put it in place because it's so all over the place with it thrusters. I mean, we've all tried to land stuff that have lost thrusters, right? It's crazy. Um, trying to fly this stuff even worse well, in Atmo, where you're fighting against. Well, I was you say, know, I was, I was just going to say also a damaged one at that that's trying to fly. Yes, but this does yeah, have tractor absolutely. beam, so this may actually be able to tractor beam it into place. I do want to point. That yes, out. A, yeah. a, absolutely. You know, and but you know the other strength of this thing is that it's got a an enclosable compartment that works in Atmo. It's clearly built. Or sorry, say um, out of Atmo. It's built mm, for yeah. that. Um, so that's where its strengths are going to lie. And, Having and it on a planet is for anything other than combat is going to be perfect because who cares if you can't have the scarab closed because it's all breathable anyway. Well, hopefully, depends. if you're on, if you're yeah. on one of those moons that we've currently got, then uh, yeah, you know, maybe not you're... so much that, but certainly you know, if you're in Atmo, if you if you yeah. if you are in a if, if you are in an Atmo, then then it doesn't matter if your scarab's open. But if if you're not in breathable Atmo. Then you can close your scarab, work on those smaller ships without your heavy life support system suits on. Yes. Which means you got you're more deft and and that. So yeah. So what I'm thinking now is like if you took this liberator and like it's currently like two garages, if you actually made it go back to one garage and shortened it. And and shoved and shoved your circle bridge middle in the middle. There's your crucible. <laughs> well, you you could have it on top, you could have it at the back, yep. you could have it on the side, wherever yeah. you have it. But my point being is that there's your little garage. It's it's half as long as this. Yeah. It doesn't need the big bulky exterior. It yes. all comes down. And, like you could have the engines underneath or the engines on. Actually, you'd have the engines on top, wouldn't you? Engines on yeah. top, the cockpit in the middle. I think pretty yeah. much creates and, itself. I, I would <laughs> hope they'd keep the engines in the in the same format they are because I like the the idea of the. The sliding engines to keep a balance. I will point out, uh, typically in front of fashion, we are tangenting like crazy. Uh, yep. yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing to to consider with the um, the scarab because it can detach is that is could even be the possibility the different size scarabs. Yeah, that that is something they did talk you know, about so, in the past too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So why not have a scarab that's deeper or one that's more geared for land vehicle, you know, vehicles or one that's geared for. Like, um, yes. that, that's the other that's thing. Just... 
too as well they did actually mention that for a short time and now i don't know what that means by short right but when the scarab is dropped it can still keep operating because it's got like batteries or whatever in it so so you, mm -hmm. you can technically be repairing say a, a hornet in the scarab and you can also be repairing something bigger um at the same time yes. which, as long as you've got the crew obviously um yeah yeah that that, i mean that's because the Matrix, I, I try not to go by it too much, but it reads quite funny because it's uh, about the arms. It says two times four repair arm and four times two repair arm. Whether that means it's got because 16 repair arms or not. It's because it's got repair arms on the main body itself and also repair mm -hmm. arms in the scarab. Yeah, that's what, I was, yeah. that's what I was just literally trying to show here in this image. So, yeah. 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 So you've got what, yeah. Literally what our group mm -hmm. said. So you've got the smaller arms here for this, and then you can actually see just here, there's the bigger mm -hmm. one folded in between. So, yeah. Yeah, that's always kind of confused me, that placement, because why would you place them that close to where things dock? Does that not increase the chance of them being damaged? I mean, I know there's a certain amount of gamifying I, going on. I think but... I think this ship is prime for damage, just as our group put it. It's very mangly. Once you remove the, 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 the scarab, it just becomes like all these arms all over the place um yeah. you know the, the ship itself is you know if i go back to the, the fleet viewer like once you take your scarab off like it's just this cool it's, component here it, it's yeah it, it, it's, it's little more you know it's what two free, yes. two free like if you take the freelancer's body chop the wings off it's basically two freelancers side by side but obviously it's multiple decks but so what six freelancer size it, all, all yeah. packed into each other like because yeah, it, it almost makes sense to me that those two arms are moved back and go left and right of or port and starboard for those nautically inclined um, of the bridge. Because that way you've got, um, of all those positions on the bridge, you are overlooking the scarab from one position. On the port side, you are overlooking an external repair arm. Same with the starboard side. And then the rear of the, or aft of the bridge, um, you're doing whatever else sits between those fins. Um, but that way, then you can you could um, carry out multiple repair operations at once. Because I'm just thinking from a perspective point of view, sitting looking down the length of that scarab, and then trying to deal with repair arms that are not only a fair way in front of you, but also offset to the left or right. You're going to do more damage than good. Um, um, I'm I'm actually thinking of that footage we saw on the uh, vulture actually of the. Did you see it? Peeling the paint off, so it actually uh, yeah. so it uses two arms at once. So that it actually mm -hmm. makes it centered because it's basically using both. And wherever you're kind of drawing or whatever, so say it's obviously the, the inverse of the vulture because the vulture's like stripping. If this thing is painting mm -hmm. it back on, it just uses the arm that's closest to paint it back on. And you go, oh, I'll put a bit over here, put a bit over here, and it just goes between the arms and you Picasso as you're yeah, doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. and the other thing, like. I know this is slightly off where we are at the moment, but the, the big disadvantage of this ship over any of the ships we've talked about is the size of crew and also the number of access points. And so you don't want to be using this ship in isolation. It is a type of ship on and a forward operating base because with other ships around it and security around it because mm. you could get into this ship from so many points to board it. Um, and that was by design because you actually want to be able to get out of a ship to get to the different repair points quickly. So 
Yeah. It's got that huge advantage of being able to repair stuff, but it's also got that huge disadvantage of being, oh, there's a door entrance here, here, well, here, 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 here. Yeah, well, I think I'll let Badgers kind of add to that, but it makes a lot of sense to me. This The weakness of this ship is clearly it's vulnerable as hell. You know, like it's mangly, like yeah. it's probably like it's probably got no armor. It's obviously got some form of shielding, but like once that shield's gone through, like this thing is just—it's custard. It's just gonna, you know, like it's got no structural strength to it. Uh, it's designed to do one role really, really well, and I and I think mm -hmm. it, I'm going to be honest with you. I think it's probably one of the first things people attack because because it's of its nature. It allows you to get back up on your feet. So if they take it out, yeah. you, you ain't get back up on your feet. Well. But Sorry, you answered the question that he was asking, Badgers, and then I'll, I'll chime in. Cause I'll... Yeah, I mean, structurally, obviously, there's so much to damage here. If you've got engines that are moving up and down the arms, there's a point of damage. You've got exposed repair arms if the scarab's not there. You've got the docking mechanism for the scarab. You've got a rotating bridge you could stop rotating. There's so much that, you know, even if you're running you know, and you're going to get away, just hard rounds coming through the shield have the potential to do some damage to it. You just kind of hope that the mitigation for that is it's very much kind of be careful who you piss off. Um, you know, you don't necessarily want to piss off the people who are going to come and help you out when your ship's bleeding O2 and, you know... That, that's probably uh, the other think... thing. I'm just thinking back to when Aragorn and I did the uh, ship scrutiny. It can repair itself. So it does yes. take more damage, but it's probably the only one that can fix itself. So, yeah, the, but yeah. one of the things that really surprised us, they, they talked about going down, oh, this, this tunnel opens up to this hatch that gets you, actually gets you access to the engines from the inside of a ship so you could repair them. That was like, wow. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I remember at the time that, that blew us both away, and we'd watched the video ages ago, and we, we'd both missed it. We just hadn't, mm -hmm. hadn't picked it up. Um, yeah. But in terms of that the point that you were making, Execute, it's a bit like the MMOs. Yeah. If you're in a Zerg, who do you take out first? Yeah, exactly, the healers. Yeah. You take out the healers because then they can't be rezzing or healing or, or keeping the tanks up. Yeah. So and once this, you've got the so, healers gone... So things like this in the... I'd probably say the Apollo is probably... Damn, that's a tough one. Because now you've got healers and you've got repairers. So now I'm like, do you take it out so they can't get more players to come back or do you take it back so the ships... I, I guess that'll depend on the situation. Because I'd say yeah. this and things like the Apollo and the, and the Endeavor, are, you know, are going to be the, all going to be prime targets for um, mm. first strikes. I think it, it's going to be a very different scenario depending on whether we're talking piracy yeah. or whether we're talking kind of org on org combat. Mm. Org on org combat, you want to damage their ability to be sustainable, right? So you're going to go after the Gemini's, you're going to go after the uh, the Starfarers, you're going to go after the the Apollos, you're going to go after the Crucibles. Piracy, I think even pirates, unless they're looking and the game mechanics support this, add one of these to their fleet. Mm. Yeah. I think even pirates are going to want to keep these guys sweet. Yeah, because when even you know when even pirates come in, you've got some rookie pirate who comes in who threatens to blow the crucible up if they don't transfer half a million credits, and then you get the, the established pirate org come in, chase this guy off. And say to the Crucible, you know, apologies, he wasn't one of us. Well, apologies, he's new. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he will learn, or he will explode and yeah. and, and die a fiery death. Yeah. Um, now, 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 please, now, please fix up these ships for us, if you wouldn't mind. But yeah, keeping you know, <laughs> there's going to be some players who will have a lot of fun, I'm sure, 
walking that fine line as a crucible between, you know, we don't we don't judge who we repair, we just repair as long as they're not, you know, I'm, bleeps to us, we won't be bleeps to them. Yeah. I'm quite happy to to walk that fine line. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as I'm not overtly breaking the law. You're you're just a customer who's coming to be repaired. Okay, fine. All right. Last thing anyway. Last thing uh before we wrap up. Um where do you think it's gonna land price wise? You know, take into account it's probably gonna to grow to you know, somewhere about here. Um I look at what things is it like, in a minute? Well well just let me finish. I look at things like the Odyssey, I look at the Polaris. Odyssey being mm-hmm. six hundred, the Polaris being seven fifty. I think this is a run but below the Odyssey because of how fragile it is, obviously. If it actually does get that metric small hanger, um I, I almost because what's this thing? Five five hundred. Five hundred. So yeah, I, man, that's a tough one. Like could could it be as little as four fifty? You know? Uh yeah, that's that's a tough one. I think it, partly it depends on how they how it changes when they beef it up. Yeah. Like when they give it the size growth and, and they if they keep everything else to the metrics then do they beef up those side arms? Do they uh do they give it more protection? Um and, and being like the premier repair ship, like I like I, I it's a tough call. I, I would have to say, right, and this is just a complete guess, right? Well, not a complete guess, but an educated guess. I think it would have to be four fifty to six hundred, somewhere in that one hundred and fifty dollar range. Uh, average, I guess you can. Yeah, I, I think I'd probably agree with that. I, I was just looking at that, and I was thinking, if you were looking at those ships and guessing which one had the biggest crew, mm. which one would you say? Yeah, you'd go the Odyssey. Probably. You'd go the Odyssey. Yeah. Which one would you expect to have the smallest crew? Uh, no, the, the smallest crystal. one, yeah, yeah exactly. But <laughs> and it's, yet it's complete it's, reverse. It's the Liberator, so yeah, yeah. Badges, your thoughts, man. Where, where do you think it's going to land price-wise? You kind of agree with, agree with us, or are you going to go off on a... So, what, what, sorry, what's this thing's real-life price at the minute? 350 uh, 350 God, it's going to be end up more than that, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Um, well, he- hence why we more. always... Um, sorry, sorry to cut you off, but hence why we always Encourage. recommend the ship. Yeah. Because it's the it in the endeavor, the last of the two old guards, and knowing what's just happened to the merchant man, I still think the merchant man will probably be the biggest one we ever see. But I think the last one left to bet on safely is the endeavor, and and if we end, we will eventually do an episode like this again for the endeavor, um, but that'll probably be many moons from now. But the fact that this is on, the, we'll probably talk about this ship again once it's been reconcepted and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. But it was just it's just a really interesting thing to look at because, like, you go back and look at some of these old ships and it, it, you have some real wow moments, and I'm sure you've probably had one or two of them already today. Well, it sounds like it just from your expression and voices you've made, but, yeah. So you, just give me your give me your best, be, be, best guess on price. Um, I would agree with you, less than the Odyssey. Yeah. Um... <sighs> So for... I wouldn't mind betting we see this come up to about five hundred. Okay, yeah. So you're um, around five hundred, which is which is yeah, reasonable I mean... considering the Liberator exists. But I'm my, my whole thing yeah. comes back a little bit to bit what Algrid said. It's the crew requirement that puts the price up for me. See, um, the mm-hmm. Liberator is only two people, and it's at five hundred and fifty dollars. So yeah, it, it it's it's a tough one, and and I'll ask that in the comments, guys. So so as we kind of wrap this up, um, you know. Where do you think it's going to land price-wise? That, that, that's, that's a big thing for me. 
because that you know that's yeah. indicative of, of how much money you can mm. potentially raise so for example like is this something that you pick up because you might be mm. able to get it to a banner merchantman for cheap you know what i mean like um d d does it help you get to a you know, to, to Polaris, Polaris or, or, yeah. or, or Perseus. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. The fact that they've announced it on the roadmap, I, I picked a couple up because it, it is going to, you're going to get, you know, at least I think at very minimum, you're going to get a hundred bucks out of it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, what, uh, don't. I was going to say, is there anything else you guys would like to hear in the comments? I just, um, I, I think it's going to be balanced. It's going to be a very effective ship when it comes in. Um, mm. You know, it, I think it's balanced out by repairing is probably not what most people come into a game thinking that they're going to specialize in. You know, and um, CIG have said multiple times that large ships, they're not going to be for the average repair enthusiast or anything mm. enthusiast. If you're up to the size of large, you know, and above it's going to be that's going to be the game loop that you really enjoy potentially um you know especially if you're working towards earning them in game yourself um so yeah i, I think that's gonna be balanced they're gonna be rare enough because it's not going to be the game loop that everyone chooses but coming along them you know it, coming it, coming upon one knowing that there's one or two crucible crews that operate in the few sectors that you work in you're not going to want to piss these guys off because they are the ones that are going to come and get you they're, in a pinch. They're pint. the guys who are going to be, uh, you know, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're the guys you want to you want to come and save every, you. Every org exactly. want to have one too because yeah. every capital ship needs one because if that capital ship breaks down, there's no way to get it back to a shipyard and not every, you know, every mm -hmm. system is going to have a shipyard on top of that. So these things are going to be, you know, yeah. very, very valuable. Well, well even yes. you just look at the, um, the, the situation we had a few few patches ago where the only places you could spawn a or call up a, an 890 jump or a claimer were you know the planets mm. you could the stations couldn't do it because they they were just too small yep. and i imagine there'll be systems out there where those small those really small uh stations without those super large landing pads are going to be there and that means mm. those ships can't refuel can't rearm can't yep. repair uh and ships like this will be really important um so i've got a question for you guys and this is another one for the comments as well um knowing yeah. that this is on the roadmap and the vulcans are thing do you think like so i'm expecting that this is being going into concept and being made and they i think it was mid next year that they expected to be in game or whatever i have to recheck the roadmap i'm not you know that's i digress on that point but my point being is if they're putting this in can you see them putting the vulcan in as well at a similar timeline because 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 the, the the kicker for this and the kicker for the vulcan is really drones going in here mm. so if they're doing this well okay does this just go in and this just repairs and there's no drones so they could put this in without the drones mm. without the drones working because it's got the arms yeah um so like you know like the star Fair when it first came in hey it can do cargo but it can't do refueling yet yeah um or the now it can do refueling but it can't do refinery mm. um so they could put it in whereas the vulcan if it can't do drones it's dead in the water because it's actually that makes a lot of sense because the the arms are technically what the vulture is yeah mm. 
So that's kind of already been done, hence why this is... Oh, I, I get it now. That's what it is. This is going to go in, and then they'll eventually put drones in for this, and then they'll probably put the Vulture in after that. They'll put the drones mm -hmm. onto the Reclaimer. I can see all the links in the chain now. Yeah, okay, that you, you got me there, Ogre. That makes a lot of sense. All right, let us know your thoughts in the comments, because this has been a bit of... Uh, a deep dive i hope you guys enjoyed it we and if you do like this type of stuff and there are the are other ships you specifically want to look at obviously we try to keep it relevant uh relevant to things that are coming out uh at the moment uh but yeah let us know are other other ships you want us to go back over there is a whole ship scrutiny section that we uh, playlist that we have uh, but we do go over them we don't kind of freeball it like this though because this is a bit of speculation as well obviously so it's a little bit different again um it, other than that, I don't think there's anything else. Oh, Avery, yep. do you want to do your usual? Like. Yep. Yeah, like, subscribe, hit that bell, feed the algorithm. Feed me, feed me, Seymour. Um, if you really like what you want, we do and you want to go that extra mile, uh, consider becoming a YouTube member or a Patreon supporter. Um, we are always staggered. Share the video. What we get and share the video. Yeah. Um, the, more the more views we get, um, the more the algorithm loves us. Hmm. and yeah and that helps us grow so all right with that uh badges has been the voice in the void he's been out bye badges <laughs> bye bye i've been execute and i'll catch you in the next i've been out he's execute we're out